0: Welcome to the Elevate Her podcast, a space and place where women of color come together to share their wins, their strategies, and their hopes for the future. Our goal is to equip and prepare the next generation of women leaders to change the trajectory of the world as we know it today. My name is Susanna Alba, and welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. Hello, my friend, it's Susanna from Elevate Her. Today, I want to talk to you about a pain point that I know a lot of women experience, and that is the lack of confidence when it comes to speaking up and being leaders in their field. Now, here's the real issue. Women make 75 cents on the dollar to their male counterparts in the workplace. I've created a program called Elevate Her, which is a coaching container that helps women just like you to develop their brand, build their confidence, and lead with excellence. The best part is that it's personalized coaching. So you get me as your coach one-on-one to help you every step of the way. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you get paid what you deserve and be an effective leader in your field. If you're ready to take your career to the next level, then click the link below and let's schedule a time for you and I to connect to see if we're a good fit and if the Elevate Her program is for you. I can't wait to connect with you. All right, well, let's get back into this show.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much, Susanna, for having me here. I am just so excited. Um, I I echo everything you said this morning. I, as I've been over the last few years, just following your journey, I am just super, super, super inspired by everything that you have also um, just been able to accomplish, um, but model the way for other, um, you know, women in the field. So thank you for having me today. Uh, My name is Harmony Cross. uh, For those who are listening, Um, I currently, I serve as the Dean of Student Success at Overland College and Conservatory. Um, I've been in higher education for over 12, 13 years now. And I am absolutely uh, loving it. Um, it has really allowed me to uh, inspire but model the way and pave the way for those um, generations coming after me. Um, so I'm just, I'm just really excited to be here with you today, Susanna, to talk a little bit about my journey.
0: Yes, I'm super excited because why don't we start by telling folks, like, how long have we known each other and how our paths cross? I'm, I'm always, it's kind of like, how'd you meet your first love? <laughs> but just giving them some context into how long we've known each other and where we were, because when we both started, We were in very different places.
1: We were, oh my God. Okay, so you're going to take me down memory lane. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. So I believe at this point it was what, like almost seven years ago now, uh, where we worked at uh, Mount St. Mary College. Uh, And interestingly enough, um, I was in my first director role mm-hmm. um within higher education um mm-hmm. and I'm not I can't remember what role you were in but I just remember when I met you like oh my god she is such you know a powerhouse and I'm like I know you know she's gonna be able to help me navigate this space because uh, I was super nervous and I think yeah. you know, a lot of us especially women of color in predominantly white spaces um can sometimes um you know have that imposter syndrome so yeah I think about seven years Years ago, Mount St. Mary College, uh, I was in my first director role within the higher education field. Mm where I did an admission. And, um, I remember just calling on you, uh, to help, uh, support our HEOP students uh, at the time. And when you, um, agreed to, I was just so excited and just to have a supporter, (laughs) have an ally, have someone who looked like me in the same space. Um, and also someone who, um, you know, was just, just true, true to themselves, at least what I perceived to be very true to themselves, very, um, comfortable and like, yes, girl, we're got, we we're here and, you know, we got this together. So I just remember that energy and that, um, just made so much of a difference in my experience, um, as I continue to navigate that space and even, uh moving forward. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's where we met and how we met. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I was, you Yeah, I was in admissions. Um, I was the dean of admissions at that point when you and I started working together. And I I think what was super interesting about our our linkage, right, our ability to be able to work together, you were new to that role as a director leading a team. um, And I was new to this kind of role of leading the admissions and financial aid team which were both of our worlds were so filled with having to make quick fire decisions filled with a lot of pressure being able to connect with people more than just more than at a superficial rate because they were making an investment both of their time and their money um and i think the other part that you just mentioned was that there were not many that looked like us so it was it was an opportunity for us to be able to foster a relationship of both iron sharpening iron if that makes any sense and then being able to grow and then just be like girl did you see that i know i'm not crazy <laughs> <laughs> absolutely
1: absolutely absolutely I, um, during that time, I just recall just feeling like, I I don't know how I'm going to do this. Right. Like I, at the time. Um, I had stepped into a, a new role. i come from the, the nonprofit industry um, and even the res life uh, yeah. slash the fair side of the house to now switching gears to academic services or support services. So even the space and how you know um, y- you show up and what was expected of you in the, the line of work was just so different. So um, having you during that time and some of the other folks that I had met um, during that um, that period was just
0: so helpful because I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. So 100%, 100%. And, and again, there was just so much, there had been so much change prior to us stepping into our roles that it can be really scary for you to walk into new environments under so much change, under so much expectation, and really in certain cases, inheriting a bit of a mess. <laughs> Oh For you to be able to just kind of rise to that occasion. That's so let's right. talk about how how you went about cultivating meaningful and fruitful relationships in those spaces so that you can get to where you're at right now.
1: Yeah. So for me, there's a few ways that I I really went about that and still am going about that. And, and, you know, my current roles, especially considering that I've lived this nomadic lifestyle and have lived in, you know, several different cities and different states right 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 um, so it is really um important for me one just to be open um to having friendships and, and, you know collegial relationships um because as scary as it can be to um allow folks into your space and you know to be vulnerable it's yeah. critical right? I'm going back to your point of sharpening iron. It's critical to surround yourself um, by people that could support you, but understand that support is going to look different, could look different depending on the dynamic, right? Not to expect the same thing from every person. And that has been, um, I think, one of my biggest, um, kind of wake up calls like, Hey, you know, you can connect with this person and, you know, it can, it can look like this. Whereas if you connect with this person, it may, you may receive something different. Mm -hmm. Everyone in your life isn't there for the same reason. Yeah. Uh, don't expect that. So I think the first step is really, um, just being open Mm -hmm. to cultivating, um, and fostering those dynamics, um, with people, whether it's in the workplace, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's, you know, in a, in a friendship or outside of the workplace. Um, because if you're anyone like me who values that connection, um, it can be very challenging. It may be a little difficult, but it is absolutely um, necessary. So I would say my first step is being open. Um, and like I said, it's not always easy because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Scary. it can be very, very scary to allow people in your space. Um, I also would say um, investing in communities that light your fire Yeah. outside of the workplace.
0: Yes. Like,
1: Having balance, my word of the year is balance. Yes. And, um, I recognize that I can be somewhat of an all or nothing type of person, which has worked in many you know, phases up until um, recently where I'm like, all right, let's figure out how to balance all of your needs um, and, and what's important to you. So I think um, the other piece of it is um, balancing work-life, Your personal life, your spiritual life, mental, whatever, you know, fuels your fire and is important to you to, to, to feel grounded, um, and to, uh, feel a sense of balance in your life, um, seek that out. Um, but being open to those relationships outside of work. And I, and the reason why I mentioned that is because. Truthfully and in full transparency, that part was probably the most challenging for me. Absolutely. Um, You know, like it's, it's easy to give so much to your workplace and to your so much energy, so much time, and then just feel depleted. Yep. not necessarily want to do much, um, after work, but right. that is something that I have been extremely intentional about recently, right. um, identifying what are those areas that fuel my fire and how can I form community, you know, within those. So I love working out or at, at least I, I was an athlete before and I used to love working out I yep. stopped for a while I was in completing my doctoral program. Now I'm like, all right. So I just joined a CrossFit, um, <laughs> Them. and I've done, I've done power and competitive lifting, but I haven't done cross lifting. So I feel yeah. like this is going to be a little scary for me, but you know <laughs> what? One thing that I'm excited about is the community that will come out. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, definitely that. Um, and then the last thing I will say is, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a catch 22, uh-huh.
0: but Being
1: open to all of that and formulating and being intentional about fostering those dynamics, maybe even outside of the workplace. Right, right. Your time right? Mm. Like, you have to guard your time. Like, yes. and that's where, and I think that aligns mostly with the whole balance, um, you know, philosophy that I was talking about. Like, it's so important that while, you know, you want to have community and you want to be open and you want to be intentional about fostering connection yeah. that, you know, you're not overextending yourself. Right. So right. Not- At all or nothing, but really balancing, you know, time for yourself, being guarded with your time, not necessarily giving all that you have, um, need to have some more preserve that energy for other elements. Absolutely. Um, So yeah. I think those are, those are tactics that I've been trying to exercise more recently Mm -hmm. um, as I've evolved. Yeah. Um, But, um, it's, it's not always easy.
0: Oh girl. But like, I want to unpack some of the things that you mentioned, right? Because you mentioned so many good, good points. So the first is the people who are in your circle, they're only there for certain seasons. And I think that so many of us get wrapped up with the people who are in our circle and we try to bring them into new seasons with us. Oh my
1: God. Yes. And what
0: happens is that we just end up burnt out. Because they're not at the same level, they're not at they're not supposed to be in this season, but we're we're trying to. By hell or high water, just bring those folks into into our seasons, right? And then the other thing that you mentioned was being intentional with your time, but guarding your time. I don't think that we spend enough time understanding that time is an investment just as much as money is. It absolutely is. Oh, girl, it
1: it is. Oh my God, yes. So I I love the 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 um um the part where you mentioned uh, folks, you know, moving into different seasons yeah. and being able to identify, like if it's a season, a reason, I forget the third one that they say, um, uh, but really I, having under a, a clear understanding. Um, and sometimes, and this is, this is a, a hard pill for me to swallow. I tend to hold on to those, um, dynamics and friendships. Yeah. Yeah especially those who, you know, I, I, um, view as maybe family, yeah. uh, but really getting clear and honest with myself, like, Hey, it is okay. Right. It- you all aren't as close as maybe you used to be because it was a season, but that doesn't necessarily mean that love is lost, if you will. So you can still love from a distance. You can still, um, you know, offer love and encouragement, um, but just being honest and, but that's just human evolution and how we navigate, uh, dynamics, um, with, with within, without each other. Um, so absolutely.
0: And that's so good because like even our dynamic, right? So we, we went through a season where we were working hand in hand, Lord, for weeks on end
1: to now
0: we are in two completely different States, two completely different stages, experiencing things, but We've been intentional about staying linked together. We've been intentional about how we show up for each other, right? Whether it was looking for new opportunities or getting feedback on just what it is that I'm working on. And let me get your thoughts. I think that that has to be a conversation that we have to have Mm. more amongst our, our women of color community, because what I love about the relationship that you and I have developed is that it's never been competitive. It's always Absolutely. been like, all right, girl, come, come with me. Right. Or you right. go ahead of me. I'm going to catch up to you, right? right? And then just right. truly and genuinely cheering each other on. Absolutely. Because that makes your whole experience that much more fruitful,
1: Absolutely. And I think um, you you hit on so many uh, great things. And uh, truthfully, I think sometimes, and this is just reality, um, within our communities, uh, we observe the the crab in a barrel mindset, right? But that is something that I am totally against. Mm-hmm. I don't encourage that mindset at all, just because there is room for all of us, you yes. know, at the table, whether you're pulling up at a table, whether you're creating your own table, right. whatever you know, your mission in this life is supposed to be. Um, but it's important that you're, you know, you, you are encouraging your other sisters because mm-hmm. you can learn, you know, from them and whether it's, Tangible or or not, the reality is it, there's just there's enough room for all of us. So I'm so glad you hit on the point of us not competing with each other yeah. because it's not necessary. And society wants women to be against each other, but when we you know come together as one and as a community, we we're powerhouse. We're forces absolutely to be reckoned with. Um, so I've always been about there's just that women empowerment. Like yes, girl, I see you. Yeah. We may not always talk every day but when we do their love was was never lost right, right. Just left off. And as you mentioned, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll see you when I see you or mm. wow, Gem, like when I follow you on Instagram and just see some of the things you're dropping, I'm like, Oh my God, I can absolutely relate. And I just love that. You know, you have that gift and you have that talent. Um, cause that may not be my talent. Right. Mm. But I'm, I'm getting something from it and I can still support and elevate you, uh, ironic elevate her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Week Week uh, elevate you, you yeah. know, uh, whether it's uh, b- by way of participating in the podcast or just in the back scenes. Like, girl, I see you.
0: Yeah, and there's not enough of that without it feeling like, oh, she's coming from my spot. It's like, no, sis, come, not come, yet. take a seat, right. <laughs> come sit That's down. Right. And I, I, the other part that you mentioned earlier was being able to find the balance to invest in you because you can't pour from an empty cup. And I think that as women who are high achievers, I mean, you just, you recently just completed your doctorate and defending your position and your perspective, that can be a grueling experience, right? That can take a lot out of you, but if you're not careful in terms of investing and getting fed so that you can then pour out again, you're going to burn yourself out that's right and and unfortunately there has been this stigma and this is gonna sound really crazy but there's been this stigma especially for women of color that we should be strong we should be strong black women we should be able to handle everything I want to be like, <laughs> like. Hold on a second. Let's not yeah. confuse the term of strength with also the term of depleting. Yes. Because it's one thing to be strong. It's another thing to understand that there's strength in receiving help.
1: Absolutely. So, like
0: that, you can then come back ready. And yeah. I think that what happens to us too many times is we get caught up in our titles.
1: Yeah. And
0: oh. because we're so caught up in our titles. We lose sight of who we really are.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, oh my God, you're hitting on so many good things. I and and I, I see myself in a lot of that, especially in my earlier career, where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I just want to climb the ladder. I want yeah. you know the title, I want this and I want that. But then as I started evolving and uh kind of taking a seat back, and I, I see, you know, some of those who are in my closer circle. Living live in these still fr- very fruitful lives, right. um, but not necessarily caught up in making their career, their entire identity. Yes. So I noticed that, and I think, you know, everything happens for a reason and the people who are in your lives are there for a reason. As we mentioned earlier, as I started really paying attention to that particular element of friends and um, family in their lives and just how they're able to balance without making just this one element consume their entire uh, entire identity that allowed me to really reflect Mm -hmm. on what I want to get out of this life first and foremost, but really reflect on why work is such a heavy component of my identity and how yeah. can I be more intentional about, again, that balance? Because if work is your it- entire identity, who are you? Right. right? And I think that is so important uh, going back to your point, especially for women and and women of color to be able to identify when that's happening Mm -hmm. um, and and to be able to just figure out how best to manage that because it can be very exhausting. Oh, yeah. Uh, Especially when we're putting so much of our time, mental time and just mental energy, you know, into this one element of our lives. And so I will say just in full transparency and honesty, that is that's a work in progress. Oh, absolutely. Um, And what I've been trying to do more intentionally is um, exercise that work life balance. Yeah. And I know, you know, (laughs) that is easier said than done. Right. Oh, yeah in higher ed, they're always preaching work-life balance, but what can we honestly say that our institutions and our, you know, just workplace in general really, yeah. really is intentional about fostering that we have to be the one. So that's, that's another um, kind of um, uh, just exercise that I've been trying to do really create that work-life balance um, just, just so I'm not consumed in my, my right.
0: identity is consumed um, with work. And what I've what I've learned to adapt instead of work life balance, I've learned to adapt to work life rhythm, especially with the work that we do. Right, especially within higher education, there were many times where I was working on a weekend. That's right, or till ten o'clock during the week, or exactly. And then to be back in the office at nine o'clock in the morning. So understanding the rhythms of that, and then adjusting expectations.
1: Right. Um.
0: And and. The, going back to that point of being strong, understanding when I needed help. Once my life changed and I became a mom, there were things that I now needed to prioritize that were well outside of the workplace, nine to five recruitment, reading application situation. And those are the places where I wanted to be super intentional. And so that's where I got that work-life rhythm from. So that if I needed to be present with my son, I could, but then at the same token, And I had equipped and prepared people so that in my absence, they could learn how to think like me or could at least make decisions um, in a way that would keep the ship moving instead of everything having to rely on us.
1: Mm, And that, oh, you hit on such a good point, because I think that also falls in line with how to effectively... Lead,
0: yes. Beating you know it, that's my that's my heart's passion. <laughs> yes, and, and that is something that
1: again, just I've been trying to be a lot more intentional about because, you know, when you're when you when you're when you've been called to lead, it's much more than just managing. It, oh yeah. It, more of, you know, this is a, a mission. This is a missionary. Like, How do you empower so that, you know, a folks um, that you're leading um feel that they have agency to complete whatever task, you, you know, it is, but also being okay as the leader for things not to always look or um. Um, be the same that you envisioned it, right? Yeah. So I think that is something you know I've even had to to learn as a leader because if I am constantly you know in the mix. Mm-hmm. I am perpetuating the strong. I have to be strong, or I have to be yeah. relied on all the time. And so I think just having, again, um, uh, just being that self-aware of, you know, your areas of opportunity, your areas of growth, as well as your strength and then allowing your team to show up and do what you've you've hired them to do is so critical. So that way you don't always have to be the one that's being relied on for X, Y, and Z. Um, So thank you for bringing that up because I'm like... (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes, girl. <laughs> but it also goes apart to like one of the things that I believe is that as as women in the workplace, you should be working on your your personal brand as well. Ooh. And one of the things that I want to I want to be or have as a part of my personal brand is allowing people to come into my ethos, into my environment be seen valued and heard but still have the autonomy to make decisions and then glean from the 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 ones that perhaps didn't go the way that they Anticipated that they would go, and then celebrate the ones that went like incredibly well, right? And so that's always been the way that I've thought leadership, and the way that I've wanted people to be uh, when they are working with me, when they have been exposed to the to the world of Susanna Alba. When it comes to that personal brand, is I want you to. I I think that I'm going to say it this way: as leaders. We are already trying to deal with a whole bunch of problems. Nine times out of 10, we're constantly trying to put out fires just so that we can get, keep the ship afloat. But Mm -hmm. I love when you've created an environment where your team now identifies a fire, has come up with potential solutions, and Mm -hmm. now all you have to do is execute. right? right. Because that allows not only for you to mature as a leader, but it also is a learning experience for them. And sometimes y'all, sometimes they get it right. And sometimes it's like, "Mm, we got to have a conversation about that, but there's a way to have that. So can you tell me a little bit about how you have built your personal brand?
1: Yes. Oh my God. So uh, again, this is easier said than done, but I will say um, building a personal brand is extremely critical, especially if you are in a, some type of position of leadership. Cause going yeah. back to our, um, our earlier discussion about really consuming your identity with one mm-hmm. element of your life, whether it's, you know, parenthood or work that, that in itself is not healthy. So I think it's critically right. important that you, figure out, you know, what I Well, first identify what you want your, your personal brand to even yes, be in yes. the first place. Right. And I think a lot of that has to, to do with self-reflection 100%. And, and knowing, who you are, but also having grace with yourself and understanding that who we are today may change tomorrow because that's just human nature. We're evolving creatures. Identifying who you are in this moment, understanding, you know, your areas of of opportunity, but also maximizing those areas that you are exceptionally well at and just naturally well at. Also identifying um, maybe a, a passion a passion area or, or niche right because I think mm-hmm. when it comes to um, just that personal brand it's it's important to to maximize on that because you don't know how how much your story and that yeah. that gift can inspire other people. Yeah. And that is something that, you know, I have had to harness over the years because mm-hmm. people are always like, oh my God, you speak so well or, you know, you do yeah. this. I'm so inspired, you know, by you and by your story. And I'm like, "I how? Because I'm over here struggling <laughs> myself. So what do you see that- right am not able to see, which means that I need to do some hardcore reflection because clearly mm-hmm. I'm, I'm making an impact without even trying, but if yeah. now I'm trying and being more intentional with this passion area or with, with this, this, this testimony or this story, yeah. how many times I can impact, you know, further. So yeah. identifying that niche, I think is important. Once you identify that, then understanding, Hey, you know, you got an audience, you have an audience, you have oh, yeah. an audience, you have, you know, a following, go, go to that, be great, go to that audience that, you know, that you're going to inspire and really um, just maximize on that opportunity. Cause again, my, my biggest thing is servant leadership. And yeah. um, I look at, I look at my life as a mission and just yeah. want to inspire those um, that, you know, whether they're family members or friends or those from a distance, my goal here on this life while I'm here is to make an impact in whatever way that I can allow young women and people to see the greatness that they have in themselves mm-hmm. that they might not be able to see. So understanding who your audience is um, and just really capitalizing and maximizing on that. Um, but I think the most important piece um, is the, the first point that I mentioned is doing some self reflection. Mm-hmm. Understanding what uh, you might be exceptionally well at, what those God-given strengths are, yeah. and figuring out a way to maximize that um, without necessarily, um, you know, too much effort that's going to make it now another job. Uh, right. Uh, So, yeah, just really identifying um, that. So you are known more than just your title or, Mm you are known more than just this parent or whatever, you know, it's consuming you finding balance in, in what you want your personal brand to be. That's so
0: good. And I think that it's also a level of maturity because once you have been able to do all of those items that you say, you can't take people where you've never been. That's so awesome. if you are trying to build a personal brand, but you're not self-aware, then you're going to struggle. You're going to come to a place where it's like, oh my goodness, this should not be this hard. And what I love, I'm gonna, this is a book plug and it's not sponsored, but if you've not read The Big Leap, that is a great book to read because everything that you just said, Harmony, helps to kind of fall into those places. There's four zones. There's there's a zone of incompetence, and i think that too many people get caught up there it's like i'm going to try to do this even though i don't do it well i'm still going to like forge ahead to try to figure it out you're incompetent at it it's not that you're not it's not that that makes you less of a person it's right. just that's not your area for you to be in not at all it's your zone of competence where you do things well but you don't necessarily do them exceptionally well yes. and it's just like meeting a task right there's right. your zone of your zone of excellence where this is where i think a lot of people get tripped up and it's That you get into autopilot because you've been doing things so well for so long, you just kind of stick right there. Mm -hmm. But then you, what you were just talking about, is your zone of genius, where Mm -hmm. you combine your talents, right, your passions, your natural talents and gifts, and you align them with making sure that that they're being poured out to the right people.
1: That's right. What's What's
0: beautiful about operating in that zone of genius is that time just flows instead of you waiting for time to just fly kind of like our conversation right now it just kind of flows you feel a level of ease whereas when you're in your zone of excellence or your zone of competence there are moments where it's just like you're battling 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 and like we've we've glorified the struggle and it's like you shouldn't have to live like that all the time
1: Oh, like why is the, it, yes, it's the, the hustle culture. It's the kind yeah. of going for mentioning the need to, to need to be strong. Like I just came across and this kind of connects in a way, but I just came across a video of um, a parent who questioned perfect attendance. Like why, why is it being glorified that, you know, mm. I'm sending my child to school when they're sick instead of being responsible. Responsible citizens right. for the greater good. So I think it's important that, you know, with all of these subconscious ways that we are um, learning to just take hits and be strong and, yeah. you know, show up for other people before pouring into ourselves. Right. It, we have to identify when that's happening because it's easy to be consumed because that's just our our society, right? Like we're Absolutely. not going to change it overnight. It's gonna it's gonna take a little bit of time. But yeah. um, to your point, I think it's so incredibly important that you are operating in that level of what naturally comes well. Like yes, we're gonna have our areas of growth and that, that if. You know, they're getting in the way of personal lives, relationships, work you want to focus on, but you don't necessarily want to give all of your time and effort. Really maximize what those natural strengths are so you can make that impact, that greater impact and operate in a level of excellence or, um, you know, whatever comes natural to you. So I agree with you 100%. I think that is the area that a lot of us get tripped up on because we're also, we're often, focus on what we don't do well at.
0: Right.
1: Yes, And it's like, why? Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm speaking about it right now, but you know, I still do it right. Mm -hmm. Like these are, these are just natural things, but if we can get to a place where we can identify again, what we are naturally good at, and then how to maximize that in different spaces, in different um scenarios and situations, yeah. then I think we're living a more authentic and um genuine right. life where it isn't so hard. And we're not asking ourselves, why is this so hard? Why am I... You know, um, rubbing up against
0: concrete here, where this should just feel natural to me. Right,
1: uh, absolutely.
0: And I want to be—I want to be mindful of the folks who are listening. We're not—we're also not telling you that everything should be rose-colored, and you should not experience—you <laughs> should not experience difficulty. But one of the things that I do believe is that before you can experience breakthrough, there will be some level of testing. Oh, and wonderful. the way that I say it is that testing precedes promotion, mm-hmm. right? You recently you recently went through getting your doctorate. There oh. was a level of testing that had to happen in order for you to get that, t- in order for you to get that degree, in order for you to get that title. And so I'm, I don't want people to think, well, I should, like, it shouldn't be difficult. It's not that it shouldn't oh. be difficult. It should It should be that it is challenging you to pursue and bring out the best that is within you
1: yes you have to and you know I know this is so cliche but in some ways you know you you do have to fail in order to 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 make that leap and to see you know what that other side um, might look like because it makes you stronger right absolutely and it it shouldn't necessarily um rip your hair out or tear you to pieces be that overly dramatic, but the reality is you do have to go through these challenging times. And oh my God, I think, you know, if I hadn't gone through, um, the, these positions in the doctoral, uh, program, I absolutely wouldn't be where I am, uh, today. And even within my current role, there are challenges, you know, that I face, but, being open to that, being uh, earlier to our conversation, being open to that mentorship, being open to receiving feedback oh. um, I think is something that I've been extremely um, intentional about more recently, especially yeah. for those women that I look, up to and i see like wow like i really aspire to you know um be that confident or be you know walk in my truth in in that way in my own way but as as naturally as it may appear um as to others but going through those trial and error um times is is going to just make you sharper stronger wiser um Absolutely. even, and I think that is most important when you're going, whether it's in your career or whether again you're at your parenthood or whatever yeah. the case is, you're not going to be perfect. do not seek perfection yeah. um, because perfection only leads to disappointment because, okay. One, people aren't going to be able to genuinely connect with you, right? So, you know, you, if we're talking being authentic in our pursuits and and make an impact, we want to be able to show up as authentically with our imperfections, right. not necessarily consumed with our degrees and titles, like, yes, those are great. I got some extra training, but don't necessarily be impressed. Like I am still human. I'm still gonna make mistakes. I'm still, you know, um, gonna fail um, at Mm -hmm. times, but it is important that I recognize that during the journey because that's the only way that I'm going to learn and really grow to be stronger um, in my pursuits, whatever that might be.
0: And the idea is progress over perfection. Right.
1: 100%. Absolutely. Progression
0: over perfection. Perfection. Um, And, and in this, in this world that we live in, that is such a hard notion for people to understand because everything has a perfect filter. Everything Everything looks great. Everything is perfectly curated, but what you don't see is what is happening in the background to get to that level. So for those who are listening, what she's just said is just progress over perfection and are you 1% better today than you were yesterday? Mm, that's right. So, because it-, it really is just 1%. It really is just, were you making the right moves with intentionality today than you did yesterday? Exactly. And the ability to fail forward. You yes. know, my saying, I don't believe that you should make a stage a state. Right. Just because you failed or there was a stage in which you failed at something does not mean that you need to live in a state of failure.
1: Oh my God. I love that. And that part is so important because we can get wrapped up in, oh my God, I am the biggest failure and, you know, I messed up or I did this and I did that. I'm never going to be, you know, X, Y, and Z, but no, you have to get out of that funk because it's, it's normal, you know, in the, in the journey to have failures, but absolutely to your point, you have to fail forward and progress and understand mm-hmm. that, well, be persistent, right? Because right. at the end of it, you have to expect it to happen, but yeah. if you're persistent. And one of my favorite poems that I learned, um, you know, when in college uh, through my sorority, um, see it through, mm-hmm. right? Really mm-hmm. understanding, like it's all, it's, you're going to be challenged. But stand tall, meet that challenge right in, in, in the eye and in the center, and keep on going. 100%. Especially if you know that you have it in you, and even sometimes if you if you don't believe that you got it in right. you, tell yourself, that you have everything that you need in order to be great, in order Absolutely. to walk in your truth, in order to be the best person and the best
0: version of who you intend to be. And I love that because what will happen is that in those challenging moments, you have a decision to make. You can either decide to believe the lie or you can tap into the fact that it is refining something within you that is meant to be birthed out.
1: That's right. Oh my God. You're speaking to me this morning. (laughs) And my uh, line name is uh, Phoenix Rising, right? um, You know, during, when I pledged years ago, um, I didn't understand the depth and Mm -hmm. the substance behind it. But as I go through these various, um, you know, phases in my life, whether it's, you know, through my personal or through work or whatever, I often, you know, um, look back to what the meaning of Phoenix, you know, born again, and yep. you know, you're dying on your ashes, but you're gonna, you're gonna rise up. But when you rise up, you're going to be, you know, much stronger. Yeah. And brighter. So I take that, you know, with me, um, in all of these, um, experiences, because it's important to your point that you recognize it and you might cry, you might, oh, absolutely, I complain, oh, I will absolutely complain now, but what I do know is I'm going to also figure out how to best um, encourage myself, uh, have grace Uh, with myself um, and push myself forward to see it through, you know, at the end of the tunnel, because I know that I'm destined uh, to, to be great. And what I mean by great is to make an impact, you know, in the world that we live in and to pull other generations, you know, forward um, and even greater than what, what my definition of greatness is going to be. So I love, I love that. Absolutely.
0: And like what I, what I love to teach the women who I coach and work with, especially as you are ascending is that the goal is that you are increasing your influence, your impact and your income, but in in efforts for you to be able to do that, you got to be really self aware -aware. and again, be willing to make those hard decisions because the generations that are coming after us, they're looking up to us. There's that. But there's also the fact that you are meant to continue moving forward, not to stay stuck, stagnant. Oh, yes.
1: Not to stay stuck, stagnant, not to be complacent because nothing really breeds out of complacency. Right. Like, you know, (laughs) we can go. So
0: good. (laughs)
1: about this, but Susanna, you are hitting on so many things. And I think it's so important that listeners and just women uh, in general are hearing uh, these messages because we are all destined to be great. We're destined to help one another. We're all here to, we can, we can support each other while doing so. Um, And I think it's so critically important that we recognize the power that we have uh, within ourselves, but even within our community is oh, so yeah. forward, right? There,
0: there's oh, yes. so much
1: power. So, so, so much power.
0: So this, this has been, y'all, I could talk to Harmony for hours. I know. So, <laughs> so I'm <laughs> like, well, look, cause if you got another hour, we can go on and on. <laughs> I'm going to have to have you come back for another episode, but what I would love to do, and this is kind of a, a different take on it is could you, I'm going to ask you a series of questions, kind of rapid fire. Yes. Oh, God. Um, and I'm a so, whatever comes, whatever comes to mind, but in those moments we've been talking about, like getting yourself out of a funk, getting yourself to a place where you're operating in excellence. What is the one song or thing that you do that helps to shift that atmosphere for you?
1: Ooh, oh man, I've been, I've it's so funny because I've been listening to different genres of music on my commute lately, um, and the, the there isn't just one. I have to be I have to be extremely honest about that.
0: Okay, so which was the one, one you heard this morning? This. <laughs> girl is on fire yeah. <laughs> i love that
1: song oh my god i remember when i competed in a um pageant uh wh- a while ago that was one of the um intro songs mm-hmm. and that song just sparks me up so good i'm like oh when i hear that i just feel so powerful mm-hmm. like I'm about to take over the world it's, and don't let me have it on my commute during uh, <laughs> my commute to work because when I get to work, I'm like, oh, we're about to accompany. You're <laughs> gonna get some stuff done today. <laughs> and, then I, and then my team is like, all right, Harmony. <laughs> you can't save the world in the day. And I'm like, you're right, you're right. <laughs> right, right, right. We gotta my do that. <laughs> so yes, this girl is on fire. I think is definitely one that that that
0: gets me, gets me going. I love it. And what is one of your favorite self-care techniques? Ooh. Uh, so a few years ago,
1: um, I started meditating, um, and I think meditating at least for me allows me a, a, just a moment, right? Yeah. The practicality of meditation, it really just allows you a moment, but it also grounds me in, in ways that, you know, growing up, I didn't have that, that, yeah. that instrument or that tool or the knowledge, um, that I actually needed to be grounded. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I know I took a few, um, years off from doing it, but recently I've started meditating again and recognize that I don't necessarily need a class to meditate, but being comfortable, you know, in doing that just when I'm alone, whether Mm -hmm. it's for a few. Moments when I wake up, whether it's, you know, when I'm in the office and I just need a moment to, you know, be still, be present um and, and just get grounded again. Mm-hmm. So meditation is definitely something uh, that's important. And I've really used that as a way to block a lot of stuff out. I've gotten so good with just blocking, you know, distractions out like I can be talking to somebody but be meditating at the same
0: time (laughs) it's not feeding me I I don't even hear you I'm sorry (laughs) yeah no and that's such a that's such a good nugget right there because the art of being able to quiet your mind so that you can get grounded and rooted man if we did more of that it would be a whole different landscape we'd be looking at um what has been your favorite read so far Ooh.
1: so um I know I,
0: you've been doing a lot of reading since yes,
1: oh my god <laughs> and it's so it's so interesting because and I was telling some of my colleagues this you know for the last what three four years I've been in school so yeah. a lot of the readings um, that I've been done is has been for school however you know recently I've been um reading uh atomic habits Ooh, uh, good I one author but by James Blunt I think his name James James something yeah okay this is oh my god I love the book because it hit on so many things that um I've done where I didn't realize probably wasn't the best approach to Uh, forming habits or goals. But one thing and one takeaway um, from this book is focusing on the system rather than the the metric or the goal, right? And I just use this example, like you could lose 50 pounds, but if you don't have a sustainable system in place, you're going to gain it right back, right? Girl, that's going to be our next
0: episode because baby, for sure.
1: But seriously, and I've and I've looked at you know my um some of the goals that I've had, whether it was growing up or earlier in my career or even recently and I'm like, okay, yes, I hit the goal, right? Mm-hmm. but did I sustain yeah. the practice to maintaining? Yeah. The result. And sometimes yes, um, but in other times no. So that is as I'm form forming and cultivating more balance in a rhythm. I like, I like your um your um um concept. Work life
0: rhythm. Yeah, Work
1: life rhythm. Um, it's important that you know we understand that piece of it. It's creating uh-huh. or focusing on the system rather than the metric, the metric is going to come, but you have to have a sustainable system in place. So you could maintain whatever that metric or result is at the end of the tunnel.
0: That's so good. I have so many things I want to say, but I'm going (laughs) to keep (laughs) them. have me next
1: time. And I'm happy to talk about them.
0: That is so good. Well, Harmony, thank you so much for joining me today, for having this conversation, for encouraging and supporting me, my love, even from a distance. Y'all, to give you context, Harmony is in Ohio. Uh, in the Cleveland area, and I am in the Hudson Valley area in New York. So thank God for technology and for I the opportunity. <laughs> I miss New York so badly, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying where I am.
0: Yes, yes. You're, you know what you're doing? You're blooming where you're planted. And I'm That's super, right. super proud to just be able to see your growth. Um, and just from where we were seven years ago to where we are right now, it's just, it's been incredible. So thank you so much for connecting with me today.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Susanna, for just having me, for a, for a creating space to allow us just to connect. I think it's so important that we do this as women. Again, uh, just support one another, loving each other, whether it's through Zoom or, yeah. you know, in person. It's so important that, you know, we, we love on each other as we move forward in life because it's hard in these streets, right? It is. <laughs> It is, it is hard out here. Uh, well, thank you so much, Susanna. Whatever I can do to support you, just let me know.
0: Will do, my love. Thank you.
1: Alrighty, Talk to you soon.